Hey everybody, this is Eric Stark with the RV Maintenance and Education Show. And today's episode is number 48, which can be found here at Radio Arizona RV, along with any of the other podcast channels, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, any of the major podcast channels. You can listen to it there, download it to your device, ever how you want to do that, what's comfortable for you, or just simply go to RadioArizonaRV.com and listen to the episode of choice there. And I'd like to encourage you to go to RadioArizonaRV.com as well just to check out the website, go there from time to time, sign up for our email list. And I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, I won't send out spam, you're not going to get a bunch of junk from me, it's going to be beneficial. So sign up for the list and share it with your friends, fellow RVers, let them know about the website. Um, Hopefully you're benefiting from this, I get a lot of positive feedback, so I'll continue to do it because of that. And, you know, this show is based on real-life experiences. Everything comes out of my store for the most part. You know, it's what my customers are going through, and I'm sure it's what you're going through as an RVer, so there's probably not a whole lot of difference there. So there's some ringing in the background. We're just going to ignore that. I forgot to mute the phone. It's a Saturday. I'm deep inside the studio inside of our warehouse, and I forgot to mute the phone, but we're just going to ignore it. And speaking of Saturday, it's um, a beautiful day out. Um, it's the first real sunny day we've had with some warm weather for a while here in Victor, Montana, in the Bitterroot Valley. So it's kind of nice. People are out even riding their bicycles. So, hey, it's it's getting that time to RV. It's spring is here. Time to pull out the RVs and get them ready to go. So, you know, before I get into our episode, I don't even know if I said what it was, but it's going to be about um, stabilizing pads, leveling pads, blocks, or trailers and fifth wheels. I'm not going to get into motorhomes, although some of the principles apply here. Motorhomes typically have leveling jacks, and most people with motorhomes um, don't really put blocks of wood or pads, things like that underneath their tires to level them. They might put some wood or something underneath their tires just to keep them off the gravel if they're going to be sitting for a long period of time. So we're just going to focus on trailers and fifth wheels. And that, that makes it a little bit simpler, um, less stuff to discuss here. Um, trailers and fifth wheels are sometimes a lot easier to navigate through some of the, the problems or obstacles or the little things that we need to do to make it more comfortable for our RV and, and simpler. We definitely want to keep it simple. We don't want to have this some big, gigantic problem as we're out RVing. So one thing before we get into this, um, you know, I've had several phone calls in the last few weeks for insurance quotes. And I bring this up because there's a couple customers that got quotes that were wrong. They, um, they price shopped the awning job and that's what specific, what they were, were awning jobs. And what I mean, they price shopped it is they called around and they found the person that would do it for the lowest possible price. And, you know, that's great. You're, you're saving the insurance company money. But here's the rub. When it's an insurance quote, you want to make sure that you can get that awning repaired just about anywhere. So you want to get a higher price. I hate to say it because I know everybody loves the insurance companies, but you do want to get... <laughs> I say that sarcastically, but you do want to get the highest price. 
is case in point. This customer, he shopped it. He got the lowest possible price he could find, and he's in a, he's in the, actually in the state of Arizona, very competitive there, so you can always find a low price. So he calls me up and asks me what we can do this awning job for, and I told him, and it was two times the amount that he got the quote for. And now some of that is because he changed it, wanted to upgrade a little bit, but nonetheless, he was, let's say, one and a half times above his quote because he shopped it, and he found the low-price leader. And, you know, the problem is, and now I'm based my quote on insurance because insurance is paying. And I'm going to be really honest with you. We don't, I don't discount insurance companies. They pay full price. They don't care. That's just part of what they do. They don't give you a discount. They claim they do and they're giving you a quote, but you know, you're paying full price. They're making sure that your what you pay every year will cover any expenses you incur through an accident or whatever it might be. So now he's in the dilemma of trying to work with his insurance company because he's leaving the area. They couldn't do the awning in the time frame that they said they could or he thought they could. So he had to leave. So he never got the awning done, and he already got a check from the insurance company for a lower amount. So now he's trying to work with the insurance company, trying to get paid the difference. So we can do it. You know, he... I guess he was just thinking I need to call around, and that's what he did. But you don't have to do that. Just get the highest quote. Because another person that we spoke to this week, something similar. He has two awnings on his RV. Both awnings got damaged, and he got a quote for not nearly enough to replace both awnings. But it was a, a good chunk of change. So he just needed two fabrics, and so he's going to get the two fabrics, and he's going to be good. Now, I'm not sure why they paid for two new awnings. I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to get into that, but they paid for two new awnings. But if he really needed two new awnings, he was about probably $1,500 short or $2,000 short to cover two new awnings. So my point is make sure when you do insurance work that you are getting the highest quote. So if something happens, you have to go elsewhere. You're not going to have to go back to your insurance company and squabble over more dollars. You know, you might get overpaid because you take it to someplace cheaper, but whatever. <laughs> Stay ahead of it. Because after they pay, sometimes they really don't want to add to it. They don't want to give you any more. And now here's another useful tidbit of information. There's a company called Icon Direct, and I've talked about Icon in the past. They're kind of a cool company. Um, never been to their factory, but the products they make are nice and they do skylights and they do fender skirts and they do a few other things, AC covers, you know, the hard plastic covers that go over your air conditioner. But I had a customer call me the other day for fender skirts and I was really impressed because he had a forest river and there weren't in our catalog. So I went to their website and man, they had a listing of forest river that just didn't seem like it was going to quit. So my point is icon direct if you need to replace the fender skirts on your fifth wheel or travel trailer, even if they're marginal, look into it because it's better to get them now and sit on them than down the road and they get destroyed and you can't find them because fender skirts have always been a problem. Always been a problem. So Icon Direct is starting to or trying to help eliminate the problem there. So check them out. It's IconDirect.com. You can't miss their website. I'll have fender skirts on it skylights, all that good stuff, all the hard and expensive things to replace on the outside of your RV.
or hard to find, I should say. So now let's get into leveling pads, leveling blocks, stabilizing pads. You know, a lot of people just go the old-fashioned way and just use wood. They get some 2x6s or some 4x4s, and they just make that work, and that's the, the fare for the day. Now, I, I'm not totally opposed to that. I'm not in 100% agreement with it at the same time. I think wood is kind of clunky. It's cumbersome. It's heavy. You know, if you drop a 2x6 that's 14 inches long and the corner of it lands on your foot, it's going to hurt. You know, a leveling pad that weighs maybe two pounds or a pound, you drop it, not going to hurt so bad. And wood, it takes up more space. Um, it's, it's dirty. You really can't clean it. You can sand it. Plastic stuff you can clean and scrub and start out fresh. Um, if you put it away, you can wipe it down a lot easier. Not that wood, you know, if it has mud on it, that you're just going to throw it in your compartment or whatever. You're going to wipe it off. But plastic sometimes is just easier. So... I'm pro-plastic, and now believe me, I can build a house, I can build cabinets, I have wood laying around, <laughs> but I'm not going to use 2x4s, 2x6s, 2x8s for my RV, for leveling it, for stabilizer pads, for jack pads, for tire pads, none of the above. I'm going to use plastic. Um, and most of them, like if you're using the Lynx levelers to level your your trailer, they're going to stack together nice and neat and tidy. They come in a carrying bag, you know. I just I just have to say, go with the plastic. And now, with that being said, plastic sometimes seems like it's pretty expensive. You know, you might spend $45 for a pack of 10 leveling blocks, um, 40 bucks, maybe a little higher. But, you know, wood isn't cheap either. And... Once you cut up wood, it kind of has no more value. You make some small pieces out of it, and, you know, it could become, start out as something to level your trailer. Next thing you know, it's firewood, or you're splitting it and using it for something else to chalk the tires, and you're kind of throwing your money away because originally it started out as maybe something just to level the, the trailer tires. <laughs> so you spend the extra money on plastic. It's done. You pur purchased it. It has a specific point. And now, there's different ways to go here. Um, I'm kind of flipping through a catalog here, some pages I have of different things. But let's start off with, you know, blocks for your tires and even for your stabilizers or scissor jacks. You know, when you park into a, or back into a spot, you back your fifth wheel in or your trailer, or if it's a pull-through, you pull in. And a lot of RV parks are level, but there's a few that aren't. Or if you're out in the, you know, the forest or the desert, you know, you might not be able to uh, park in a spot that's absolutely level. You know, might even be off by three or four inches. And that's where leveling up your tires comes into play. You might only have to do it on one side of the trailer, but if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. And that's where these plastic things like Lynx levels come in. You know, they're stackable. You can drive up on them. You can make a little pyramid so it's easier to drive up. You know, if you have wood, you have to stack the wood just so. It has to be cut the right length so it makes like a pyramid so you can drive up on it easier so you're not pushing the wood or, you know, having to really hit it hard, damaging your tires because trailer tires are, are fragile. You know, when they get hit hard enough, you know, it ruins the tire. You might not be able to see it, but the inside of the tire can actually be damaged later on causing you a blowout. 
and I've talked about tires, trailer tires. You know, they're not like the tire on your pickup truck. They're not like the tire on your car. They're a little more fragile, as I just said. But you have to level the trailer or the fifth wheel. And so driving up on something like Lynx levelers is pretty easy to do. You just stack them up. You estimate what you're going to need to do. And generally, you know, a, a package of 10, you might need a, a second package of five. So 15 total. That'll uh, probably do all the scenarios you're in. And then if you don't need to level it, you can just put them out and drive up on them so your tires aren't sitting on the gravel or maybe it's a little slick out, muddy or whatever. They're not sitting in the mud. You can be sitting for long term. I prefer not to let my tires sit on gravel for long periods of time. You know, I always put something underneath them. Myself, I personally use the RV jack or a super RV jack pad there, now made by AP Products. Excellent product. Probably a little overkill for what I'm using it for, but it's an excellent product. It's, you know, three quarters of an inch thick. It's wider than tire, which is another concern. You don't want wood that's narrower than the tire that'll damage the tire you want the wood or the platform whatever you're parking on to be wider than the tire so you have to level the trailer and you know my previous episode number 47 i talked about you know stabilizers scissor jacks that they can do some of the heavy lifting for leveling for the fine tuning of it i should say the heavy lifting comes in leveling the tires getting those up off the ground whether it's an inch two inches three inches to get the trailer closer to being level and there's, you know, different brands, and there's a company called Hopkins. They make a lot of little RV levels and different things for RVs, and they're a good company. Um, you know, I, I think they make a good product. I have no problem putting anything they make on our shelves. But they came out with some a leveling system. It's called the Heavy Duty Leveling System, and the brand name of it is Endurance Professional Grade. So this is the professional grade, as they claim. Now, it's interesting. It's an interesting kit. It comes with chocks that you mount to wood, to 2x8s. Now, you have to buy the 2x8s and cut them down to size. So it's a little more custom towards your RV. The only thing I don't like about it is you're using 2x8s. You're back to wood. You have to see this to fully understand it. And they have a cool video on their website. I'm going to put a link to this episode in Radio Arizona RV, episode number 48, to Hopkins' website where you can see these. And you have to watch the videos. There's two videos. The second one is the one that uh, really shows how, how to do it. And it clears up any questions you have. So it's kind of a cool system. Yeah, I'm not 100% sold on it, but I think in different applications, it might be a better way to go. Now, the only thing, or <laughs> the only thing, one other thing about it is I think you'd need two kits. You know, depending on if you have tandem axle, single axle, where you go, you might need two kits, and you might want to have that second kit just in case, all finished out, you know, with the wood and everything. And then it also works with a wheel chalk, too. So after you drive up on these pieces of wood, if you put them together, and you have to see this. I fully understand it. You know, the chalk will sit right over one of the blocks there, and then that chalks your tire so the trailer or to help reduce rocking of the tires. You know, the, the package of them is about 30 bucks plus the wood. You're going to look at, um, I think if you, for uh, tandem actually, you might need two, uh, if you do one side, it'd be two pieces of wood, you know, two by eight by eight. If you're going to do all four tires, you might need uh, four pieces of wood. 
but check it out. Um, I didn't get into that as much because, you know, they basically are focusing on one side of the trailer, and that's typically what you have to do is just raise up one side. But I'm going to put that on the website, like I said. They're pretty cool. Um, I'm not 100% sold on it, but I do like it. I like the versatility of it. I don't like the wood. That's really my thing. I don't like the wood, but it's still pretty cool. And, you know, a lot of these RVs, too. I mean, My trailer, I don't have a lot of room for storage. So I don't like carrying stuff that takes up a lot of space. But if you have some extra room, this is definitely the way to go then. You know, if you have the space and the storage, don't worry about it. And those are made by Hopkins. They're a um, heavy-duty leveling system. And, they, you know, the caption is endurance, professional grade. Then they have a smart level device too, which um, that will be on their website. I'll link that. And that's pretty cool where you can eyeball how, how the trailer's level it is when you back in. Pull in, you just look in your rearview mirror, it's on the side of the trailer, and it'll show uh, right to left, front to back. And it's a pretty slick little deal. It's LED, so it's battery powered. You don't have to run you know, wires to it. It just uh, takes a couple batteries, not a big deal. So that's a couple different systems. Volterra, they make what's called stacker jacks or stacker chocks. Stacker jacks or something else. These are stacker chocks. And it's the same thing as Lynx levelers. They interlock with each other. They're, you know, rectangular-shaped pads, and you can make them try or a pyramid shape, stack them up, and drive on them. And we've been selling those for several years now, and they do pretty well. We haven't had any complaints about them. Um, Lynx levels have been doing their thing for over 25 years and have zero complaints about those, you know, not even a warranty claim or someone, oh, mine broke, can you replace it? So... Their product works pretty good, but I, I would go to Volterra too. Volterra is a good brand. Um, I've always uh, looked at Volterra as one of the better products out there. They, just about anything they make, I have no problem selling. And I say just about anything. They do make a couple things that are junk, <laughs> but overall they have a good product line. So that's for, you know, getting those tires up off the ground, getting the trailer leveled. And then, you know, there's different pads made for, Putting underneath your, if you have to use stacker jacks or if you're using stabilizers, there's different pads for doing that. And like I said, I use one made by AP Products, and it's called the RV or the Super RV Jack Pad. And they're kind of expensive, you know. Four packs about fifty-five dollars, but these things will take forty thousand pounds of pressure. That's a lot. That's per pad. And they're. 10 by 14 by three quarter inch thick. So it's a, it's a decent size. It's going to fit underneath the tire. It's not going to be hanging out too far. It's going to be just right for a big tire on a fifth wheel trailer or a travel trailer, a, a, you know, a larger one. If it's smaller trailer, no problem. So they're really heavy duty. And I actually use them for my tires. I use them for my stabilizers. You know, obviously I got a, more than a four pack and I've had mine for probably 12 years. And, you know, they've gotten a little warped, uh, depending on how long they sit in the same position, especially underneath the tires. But it's not like you can't use them. They're perfect. And then if you're using a stabilizer, scissor type or single leg stabilizer jack, you know, if, rather than going in the gravel or the dirt, you put one of these underneath the foot, and now you don't have to worry about the jack sinking into the ground. Not then, you know, not later on. You know, the pad might shift a little bit, so if you're going to be camping for long term, you might have to go adjust those stabilizers a tad bit after, you know, maybe a, 
a week or a few days, depending on what kind of soil you're on, then you're done with it, you know, unless you're on concrete, then you don't really need to put anything down. But these things work great, and they're super heavy duty. I mean, I think they're almost indestructible, and I pretty much don't take care of them. Just treat them like what they are. You know, I treat them like a cheap piece of wood, and no issues, and they clean up nice, too, because I don't like putting stuff away dirty. I like everything nice and clean and in its place. They're the same size. They stack up, so if you want to put them in a bin, they don't come with a storage case or bag, but that's all right. You know, they're, they're just fine. And then Volterra makes something similar to it, but their weight rating isn't as high. I called them about it, and I forget the exact number. I wrote it down in one of my catalogs. I'm not looking at the catalog that has that right on it now, but it's, it seems to me it's about 6,000 pounds. It was quite a bit less, but... You know, for a travel trailer or fifth wheel, that's plenty. It's not going to be a problem. But it's just not going to be as durable. It's not going to be as indestructible. But it's still a pretty good item. Price-wise, I don't think they're, well, I think they're competitive. Price-wise, but if you start looking at the weight rating, then they're not so competitive. But if you just want something that's a decent price, and these things work good, and they're a little bit bigger. They're 13.5 by 11.5. So it's a tad bit bigger on one dimension. So a little more universal maybe. But I liked them. And they also have a 6x6, six six, a smaller version, which would be better for just throwing underneath a stabilizer leg, you know, or a, a scissor jack, single leg stabilizer. I know it's probably making it sound a little more confusing, but... You know, when you get into a store or you go to the, you know, Radio Arizona RV, you can look these up. You can go to the manufacturer's website, you know, AP Products, Volterra, Camco. Those are kind of the, the three players in them. So the plastic is better than wood in my case just because it's usually lighter weight, cleans up easier. It usually has handles in it, easier to grab, maneuver. If your spouse is helping you, if it's a female, she's certainly going to appreciate it because it's going to be easier for her to move, move around, especially when you're bending over and underneath an RV or a trailer. makes life easier. And then, of course, you know, Super or the RV or AP Products makes the RV, Super RV Jack Pad. They also make a Super Dolly trailer pad. I don't know why they call it Super Dolly. And they call it a trailer pad, but this thing will hold 100,000 pounds per pad. It's really designed for motorhomes or uh, motorhome hydraulic jacks or electric leveling jacks. You know, these are going to be way overpriced. A two-pack is, um, I think it's a two-pack, it's 100 bucks. So definitely for the motorhome, but if you have a motorhome and you want to put something underneath your jack pads, these are the ones to get. Buy them once, you're done with it. And they actually have a strap on them so you can pull them out a little bit easier. Maybe use an awning wand and stick it underneath there and pull them puppies out after you raise the jack up. But that's there. you're going to get a lifetime of use out of those. In fact, anything that AP Products has in the Super RV or Super Dolly line is a lifetime. And there's, you know, different, Camco makes some, and then there's different, supports for tongue jacks for a regular pull behind trailer um i just use a four by four it's easier actually a four by four and a couple two by fours the way i stack them hate to say it i do carry some wood and i just throw those in the back of the truck and i like it because you're you're a little higher off the ground so the jack doesn't have to go as far down 
And there's some benefits to that, like, hey, you forget to jack up the jack after you hook up the trailer, bring it all the way up, at least it's four inches off the ground. You're going to get a little farther with that. But I just prefer the wood. It's easier. I throw them on the ground right there. And then there's the wheel chocks. You know, they're a must. Whether you're really trying to get your RV stabilized or, you know, stabilized and not rocking at all, but the wheel chocks keep that trailer in place. You know, when it's moving back and forth, it's putting some pressure on the tongue jack or the landing gear, depending on what kind of trailer you have. And tongue jacks probably get more of it because it's just a single jack there. And you don't want the trailer rocking back and forth because it's not only going to put a little wear and tear on the tongue jack, kind of twisting it. Even the plate that it's mounted to is going to be flexing some. And you definitely don't want that to break off. And not that that's an everyday occurrence. But you want to avoid that. And that also, when it's, when the tongue jack is moving, it's going to make the trailer, it's going to be easier for the trailer to move a little bit more. So if you lock those wheels into place, whether it's the ones made by BAL that goes between the two tires or you just use wheel chocks, the plastic wheel chocks. And I'd recommend wheel chocks. I wouldn't use 4x4s or anything like that for chalking the wheels because you're going to have a corner of it, no matter how you slice it, kind of shoved into the tire and it's going to leave kind of an indentation there, and it's not good for trailer tires. Where a wheel chock's got a nice curve to it, there's Camco and Volterra make bigger ones, so it's as wide as a tire, and there's some other brands too. In fact, Hopkins makes one, and they go into the tire, and they hold it into place, and they work really well. You know, they don't have a tendency of sliding forward or backwards, you know, if it's the front of the rear of the tire. They do what they're supposed to do. And so... Probably beat this to death a little bit, but these things, you know, pads, leveling blocks, stacker pads, whatever you want to call them, you know, wheel chocks, they all have a place. And you add adds to the overall expense of owning an RV, but it's well worth it. Again, when you get to the campground, it's part of that RV lifestyle. You have the right stuff, man. You just whip it out. Maybe you have it all in a, a plastic bin in the back of the pickup truck because you know, when you get there, you don't want to be digging through compartments. You know, it's just, I'm thinking out loud here because I know how I travel. I keep a lot of stuff handy. So I know when I get to the RV park or the campground, I'm just pulled out. And then when I'm done, I put it all back in that bin, goes in the back of the truck. But it's just simplifying the process. And then if you have a family with you, they can help and it becomes easier for them. You know, if you have kids, they're not worried, picking up pieces of wood, possibly getting splinters. Yeah, a splinter won't kill you, but it's a, you know, it's just one more thing, one more headache. So just look at the simplicity of it in buying some of these things. And, yeah, it does cost money, more money, as I said. But it's part of the lifestyle that makes RVing more enjoyable. You didn't buy this RV to have nothing but headaches when you go out camping. You bought it to relax so your family can relax, you know, enjoy the great outdoors or the ocean, you know, the rivers, the lakes, wherever you go. And these things are available at, I hope, every RV store in America. They should be. Maybe not all the variations, but enough to get you by, to get you satisfied, I should say, not to get you by. I mean, we, we carry what I feel is necessary for most trailer and fifth-wheel applications. So the person can come in, you know, they got a few choices to make, and then they can decide what they want and go with it. You know, um, I always have a tendency of spending a little more money on stuff because I feel, you know, pay me now or pay me later. You pay for, you know, what you pay is what you get. 
So, you know, maybe spend a few extra bucks. Get the better stuff. That's your decision to make. But don't buy the cheap stuff that's not going to work for your RV either. If you have a big, giant fifth wheel, maybe the Volterra stuff isn't the brand for you. Maybe it's not going to be as durable. Nonetheless, get that RV level. Get their pads underneath the stabilizers, underneath the tires. Make it comfortable. Make it easy. So I want to thank everybody for listening. So this is Eric Stark, the host of the RV Maintenance and Education Show for the Do-It-Yourselfer. And I know a lot of these subjects I cover are basic, but, you know, like I said, and we'll always say this is the stuff that's going on in my store, the conversations I'm having with customers. So just keep that in mind. And these are all little simple things, but sometimes, you know, just clarifying something, why you have to do this, why you need this, why you need that, makes life a little bit easier. You know, I'm a retail shopper. I own an RV. I also am into, you know, great outdoors in my four-wheel drive truck, you know, doing some overlanding. And I look at different things. I have to buy stuff, and I like to understand it. And I really appreciate stores that I go to or companies I call to order stuff that where they explain it and make something simple, a little, even though it's simple and should be obvious, sometimes just a little more obvious and better understood. So it makes my day a little bit better. So again, thank you, and check out RadioArizonaRV.com to listen to this episode and any others we have. And also you can listen to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, get our podcasts on all the major channels.